Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage today, everybody. Thank you for listening in. Today's guest is a fresh new saxophone voice on the smooth jazz scene. He has already worked with the likes of Phil Perry, Doobie Powell, Chris Big Dog Davis, and Carol Albert. And in 2021, he worked with hitmaker Adam Hawley on his latest release, Roll On. His sound is soulful, infectious, and fun. And take note of his name because I'm sure you're going to be hearing a lot more from him in the future. Please welcome to the show today, Mr. William Prince. Thanks for joining us, William. Thanks for having me, Carl. Yeah. I got to tell you, on my way over to the studio today, I had my radio on and roll on was playing. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I got, I'm sure it's always good to hear your songs on the radio. It's a, it's a refreshing feeling. Uh, I haven't been in the game too long, but I always get excited when I hear my music uh, actually live when I'm listening to the radio myself. So yeah. Yeah. Where were you the first time you heard roll on on the radio? Um, where was I? I think I was actually home. Okay. Okay. Here in the yeah. house, listening to it because I work from home, so okay. I like to have the radio playing as I'm doing my work, and I heard it playing on the radio. So okay, I'll be in for the day. That's cool. That's fantastic. So, so let's start with how this musical journey began for you. Why don't you let us know how that happened? Okay. Well, uh, like like most most people, and I guess in my community, most musicians in my community, I started off in the church. Yeah, uh, playing drums and playing keyboard and organ and bongos, whatever I could do to make some noise. Uh, I play. I, I, I stuck with the drums for quite a long time. Then uh, when I got over to uh, uh, third or fourth grade, I started to pick up the saxophone. And uh, since then, the saxophone has been my main instrument since okay. uh, fourth grade. So, wow. Yes, yeah, I started off in the church. Yeah. 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 What was it about the saxophone that made you gravitate towards that as an instrument? When I was a kid, I was a big Bill Cosby fan. I love the Bill Cosby show. Okay. And on the uh, the intro to that show was, it was Shotgun at the time. Oh, okay. Junior Walker and all yeah. shot Shotgun. Yeah. And I heard that. And I'm like, what? what is that? What's playing that? And my parents were like, hey, that's a saxophone. That's Junior Walker. So I wanted to do that. Yeah. When I heard it. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So because you're a sax player, though, was smooth jazz kind of a foregone conclusion for you uh, in terms of considering or did you consider other genres of music? Well, starting off in the church, I, I did start out playing just just strictly gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Just strictly gospel. And I still do do gospel from time to time. But as you get older, you kind of mature, you kind of realize, okay, if I want to start getting some kind of respect or kind of make some noise, yeah, I kind of have to kind of shift over to uh, a contemporary jazz yeah. to get there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So who would you say, William, are some of the the artists that have influenced you the most? Okay. It's a long list. Yeah. Um, but that's all right. I'll, we got time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to shorten it as much as I can. So uh, my all-time favorite, I mean, all-time favorite goes back all the way to uh, Cannibal Adler. Yeah. Okay. He's my all-time favorite. Uh, his sound, his feel, yeah, just everything about his playing w- w- was incredible. So, and from there, I guess my favorite living saxophone player today is uh, is Kirk Whalem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Kirk. I mean, I've seen the guy live uh, at least maybe ten times by now. Yeah. Yeah. Who else? Uh, Gerald Albright mm-hmm. is another big one. Dave Sanborn, Macy yeah. L. Parker, uh, Kenny Garrett. Yeah. Uh, Donald Hayes. Okay. Roland Devine. There's so many great saxophone yeah, yeah. players that I listen to. Of course, Grover uh, Washington Jr. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a lot. Of, it's a, I said I have a long list. So there's so many I can just name. That's a good list, man. I tell you, that's a really, really good list. It's funny. You said you, you've seen Kirk play about 10 times. 
my wife has accused me of being a Kirk Whalum stalker because it, there was a point where we live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. If Kirk was within six hours of us, I got tickets and we went, you know, <laughs> so, I you. You so I've seen Kurt, I've seen Kurt in, in any city that's around that that's close to about six hours away from Milwaukee. I've seen Kirk there probably. So yeah, I know what you mean. I know you what go. you mean. There you go. He's a great musician. So how, you know, I, when I was listening to your music, I just enjoyed, I was, it was, it made me feel happy, it made me feel hmm. good. Right. Okay. And I always try to, when I listen to an artist, you know, particularly somebody that we're having on the show, I try to think about, oh, wow, what are they what are they trying to do with their music? How do they describe their music? What do they want the audience to feel or to experience when they're listening to their music? How do you describe your music and what do you want your listeners to take away from your music? Well, my main goal is just to make sure that the audience is moved by my playing in some mm-hmm. way uh, that they can kind of feel what I'm trying to uh, what I'm trying to communicate with my horn. Yeah, that's usually the main goal. I'm not the most savvy technician on the saxophone. Uh, but I do play from the heart, no yeah. matter what situation, I give it my own. Yeah, that's an important point. I think that point of playing from the heart. I, I was, I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago. In fact, she's in Kirk Whalem's band. Her name is Andrea Lisa, and she's a guitar player with Kirk. Mm-hmm. And she said there's a difference when artists play their instrument or when artists put their heart into their instrument, right? Mm-hmm. And there, it is. It's so true because there's certain artists that I've gone to see. And they're really successful in terms of having hit songs and things like that. But seeing them on stage, it felt like they were playing their instrument. And then there's other artists that I've gone to see. Kirk is a great example of that. Jonathan Butler is a great example of that. Who like when those cats get on stage, man, it's from it's straight from the heart. And it's they're pouring it all out, pouring it all out. You know, Yes, there is a difference. (laughs) Yeah, it is a clear difference. Yeah. There's another uh, artist that, uh, that's one of my favorite, uh, uh, Walter Beasley. He, yeah. he, he also does the same thing. When he, when I, I can listen to, I, I honestly, I'm guilty, but I go on YouTube all the time. I just listen to his, his live performances, the, the way he plays, the way he grabs the audience with his, uh, mm-hmm. and he doesn't, he doesn't have to do much. I yeah. mean, he, he gets on a groove and he gets going and, and it's a wrap from there. So yeah, I have to feel the music. If I, and, and, and the same thing with my, with my favorite artists. If I, if I, if I don't feel them, I can't really listen to them. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to yeah. be able to feel them. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So talk to us about your goals for your career. Like, how long have you been in the game now? Uh, well, playing professionally, uh, honestly, I, I can't really put a number on it. It's been over 10 years. I've kind of been feeling my way around around the industry, playing for different artists here and there. Mm-hmm. My goals, I, I just kind of want to be a, a respected musician, mm-hmm. um, somebody that can that can play on the show with, uh, I mean, I understand I probably won't, will never be a huge star and I'm okay with that. I have mm. another career anyway. So, but I just want to be a respected musician amongst in, in, in the industry. Have my music, my, have my music heard mm-hmm. amongst everyone else. So that's really my goal. I got to challenge you on that one. Why don't you think you'll be a huge star? Because that possibility exists. You're a good musician. Well, the possibility does exist. It's just, I know there's a certain vibe, a certain look that you kind of really kind of you really, you really have to have in order to make it mm-hmm. as a star in my in my opinion especially mm-hmm. these days mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean I, I know back in the day you could be just a, a killer musician and you're going to make it yeah yeah but today is a lot of it's a lot of great musicians yeah that they're not really being heard right yeah. now they don't have i guess they have some missing pieces to their whole ensemble i guess yeah. you can say yeah okay uh, they might not be marketable they might not have a certain they might not dress dress a certain way so yeah they might not have the stage presence, but they can still play their brains out. But yeah. uh, there's there's just certain things that I I guess you could say I'm a real I'm a realist. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. 
I know. I just don't. I, I don't have the most charisma on stage. I mean, I have some, but uh, yeah, I'm not doing backflips on stage. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not doing all that. So, if it happens, if if it happens, great. Yeah. If it doesn't, I'm okay with it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's your other career? I've been I've been working in IT for over 15 years. Really? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what what kind of IT stuff do you do without, of course, sharing anything confidential? Sure. I've been a project manager for over nine years i've mm-hmm. worked in incident management for over over six years wow it audit i've done i've done service delivery management so okay. um i've been in the it world for quite a while yeah 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 so how do you balance the two how do you make time to make music while you're while you're you know carrying out your other career responsibilities well my other career that's that's the one that's paying for the mortgage and putting yeah, food yeah, on, the yeah. house, on, the, okay. on the table so <laughs> A little prioritization going on, huh? Absolutely. You know, yeah. on top of that, having a wife and having a having, having a daughter, so I kind of have to make sure I have my ducks in a row before I pick up my horn. Yeah, yeah. And, and do that kind of stuff. So music does take a kind of a back burner, uh, kind of a backseat to yeah. the situation, but I, I still make time. Yeah. My wife understands I'm a musician. I'm a professional musician, I, I, and I do have to practice. I do have to, you know, I, I record all my songs here in the house. So yeah, she understands and she gives me my time. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one thing that sometimes our listeners don't know and understand that, like you, a lot of the musicians that they might hear on the radio, they have other lives and other things that they do in addition to being a musician, right? It's not mm-hmm. always that, you know, I, I'm 24-7 a musician, you know? Mm-hmm. A good buddy of mine who was a, um, he, he was a, a rising saxophone player, his name is Marcus Adams, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Marcus, Marcus is a school teacher, you know, and Marcus yeah. loves teaching. Right. And we were talking not that long ago. It's like, you know, is it, are you getting close to the time I asked him? I said, are you getting close to the time where you're going to have to make a decision soon about teaching versus playing the sax? Like he, he's doing a lot of gigs these days. And he's like, yeah, I think I'm getting close to that. Right. And so mm. a lot of people don't understand, though, that there's a lot that goes into it. And it's not just it's not just music 24 seven. Right. And I, and I do see Marcus traveling traveling quite a bit so i can i can understand where he's coming from yeah he can yeah. make the switch probably, probably pretty soon probably. yeah so you mentioned some of the artists that inspired you like are there artists that you want to collaborate with that you haven't had a chance to and who would some of those folks be well like i said my, my all-time favorite is kirk i've never played with him but i mm-hmm. would love that'll be a dream to play with him yeah play with maceo on stage will be a great <laughs> that'll be a dream of mine uh gerald albright maybe uh marcus anderson yeah Walter Beasley, those guys. I'd love to. I'd okay. love to uh, kick it with those guys on stage. All right, that was good. Well, let's let's hope we can get to see one of those collaborations at some point. But why don't we take a listen to your song that, like the one I heard on the radio today, driving in that lots of people are hearing on the radio now. How about we listen to "Roll On."
All right. Everybody, you just heard today's guest, William Prince, with his song, Roll On. So, William, tell us about the origins of that song. How did that song come to be? And that one you made with Adam Hawley. So what was that experience like? Yeah, Adam's a great guy. Uh, yeah. Fantastic musician and producer. I mean, the guy is a brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the only words I can really say to, to sum up Adam, my experience with Adam. It was fun. It was kind of challenging because it's a totally different vibe than what I've uh, done in the past. Uh, uh-huh. Number one, number one, I, I'm, was, this is my first song where I'm, where I'm playing tenor sax on. Yeah. Uh, I'm an alto player, but yeah. uh, I, I just started playing tenor about a year ago. So this okay. is the first song that I've actually put out playing tenor. Uh, so, th- so there's that. Uh, it's a different kind of feel. But over the, overall, it was a great experience. It's fun creating music. I, pretty much what you do with Adam is uh, he has a, a, a huge catalog of different types of uh, frames of different k- kind of songs you did, uh, like on a SoundCloud. Okay. Type of you pick out what you like and, uh, and you write it, you write your melody to it and, uh, and you solo over, over everything and he puts all the instrumentation together and he hires all the different musicians and, and voila, it's, it's okay. like magic. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. So a very positive experience. I'm, I've had a chance to meet Adam and yeah, he's a super smart guy. He's uh, obviously extremely talented, but yes. also a nice guy too. A very nice dude, you know? Very nice guy. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say is for you the most rewarding part about being a musician? Uh, the most rewarding part about being a musician, uh, just being able to express yourself mm-hmm. without, with, you know, nonverbal expression, just to pick up my horn and just, and, and, and just play and having people say, oh, I felt that. I felt that. I love yeah. what you did there. You yeah. know, that, and being on stage and having people actually receive uh, what you do and respect what you do. That's, that's what yeah. I love most. Yeah. You know? What do you like before you before you get on stage before a show? Like, are you nervous? Or are you excited? Are you just thinking through, okay, I got to do this and got to do that? Or where, what do you like? All of the above. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All of the above. I, yeah. I, I'm thinking that sometimes I think too much. Then mm-hmm. I, when I'm thinking too much, I can get kind of nervous and heart is racing. And, uh, but once, as soon as the downbeat and I start playing, all that goes away. Yeah. You just enjoy yourself. Yeah. You're just zoning in. How is it for you when you're seeing people out there enjoying your music? When I see people enjoying and dancing and ro- grooving with me, mm-hmm. that's it. That, that's all I need to see. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I go even harder. Yeah. I've often wondered, like I was at a show this past summer. It was in Chicago. It was an outdoor venue and it was Peter White and Vincent Ngala. Mm. And I was just looking around and every direction I looked in, everybody was moving, whether they were bopping their head or they were snapping their fingers or tapping their feet. Like there was nobody that was not moving. And it made me think, I hope those guys can see that up there, you know, when they're on stage, yes, you know? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like that, that, that one heartbeat. We're all on the same accord. We're all feeling it. It's a, it's a beautiful feeling. Yeah. I love it. So I, I asked you what the most rewarding thing about being a mu- musician. What's the most challenging thing about being a musician in these days? Hmm. My honest opinion, sometimes it could be working with other musicians. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the musicians can be tough to work with. Right? Yeah, yeah. I must say. So yeah. uh, just, tr- just trying to, if you, when you have a goal and, and you're, you're working with certain people and it's just not coming together the way you want to because maybe they don't take it as, serious as, as seriously as you do. Yeah. Or, it could be a lot of, uh, some of those situations, uh, working with other musicians can be tough. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I can imagine that because I was I was talking to a, a producer the other just recently and, and we were talking about I was asking a question about, I suppose you kind of have to what do you do to make sure you have a good working relationship with the musicians that you produce? Right. And yeah, I think part of that's true because you're bringing so many different 
personalities to the table. And if you're not all on the same page about, you know, excellence or your strive for excellence, yeah, I can imagine that could be pretty frustrating. Absolutely. And, and, and most of the time when I hire, when I hire guys to play with, I rarely play with guys for the first time. Like, let's say, or let's say if I have a big event, I rarely hire somebody that I've never played with before. Yeah. I've got to have some kind of chemistry with somebody yeah. Yeah. Uh, on stage. I think that matters a lot, though, particularly on stage, but in the in the studio as well, because yeah. I know for us, we, we produce the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. And one of the things that we do is we we don't have a house band. We have artists bring their bands with them. Right now, of course, that costs us more to do that that way. But I think you get a better show because those artists are way more comfortable than they know that if they they know that if they play X, those people that have been playing with them know to play Y, you know, and so I think that makes for a better show at the end of the day. That's without a doubt. I, I, I've been in situations where I've, I'm playing with the guys for the first time. We we haven't really had a rehearsal. Mm-hmm. We're coming together. We kind of just you know to, uh, fiddle around with the song during a sound check, and we got we got to hit the song. We got to hit the show live in 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, we've never played before. And the whole time you're on stage, you're like, okay, what's going to happen next? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. that, what if, you know, so that, that's not the best feeling. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't free you as the lead artist. It doesn't free you to be just doing what you do, where, where you can be in your zone. You hit it right there. Yeah. Because you're, you're hesitant. Every, when you're playing in a situation like that, and you're leading the band. Yeah. You're, you're going to be hesitant the entire show. Yeah. So you want to be free. You want to be able to do whatever, anything that comes that, that comes through you, you want to be able to do it. Yeah. Without any kind of limitations playing with guys you never played with before. Yeah, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. Well, I tell you what, how about we listen to another one of your songs? How about we take a listen to your remake of um, one of my Maxwell favorites and a Maxwell classic? This is Something Something by William Price.
today's guest, William Price, with his remake of Maxwell's Something Something. So, William, we do this segment on the show called Bout It or Doubt It, okay? All right. So if you bout it, it's something you're down with. If you doubt it, it's something you're not down with. So can we right. can we twist your arms and get you to play? Absolutely. All right. Oh. I started this body body. If you bout it, get them up. I mean you body body. That I mean you body. body. We say you body body. Uh, I represent. I doubt it. So William, we're gonna we're gonna spin the cat, spin the wheel. We're gonna get you about it or doubt a category. Then we're gonna ask you a couple of about it or doubt it questions. All right. All right, William. Your category is nature. So, about it or doubt it, snow. <laughs> doubt it. Doubt it. Okay. Not a fan of the snow, huh? No, and I, I've lived in southern southern New England my entire life. Uh huh. <laughs> I've had enough of the snow. I tell you, man. Yeah, because didn't didn't y'all get walloped in New England like just a couple weeks ago? Like feet of snow. That was up in uh, Buffalo. That was up in. Okay, so that wasn't you guys. Yeah. Okay, that was in Buffalo. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. But, uh, but still, I, I can vividly remember over 10 years ago, we got hit hard. It seemed like every other day we were getting hit with feet of snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the worst. I yeah. can't take it. I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and we get plenty of snow, too. In fact, we had snow. It snowed like for like hours on a few hours on Friday morning. I think we got like four or five inches. Not a horrible amount, right. but I've been in those situations, too, where we've gotten a foot of snow, and it's just crazy. So, but yeah, I still live here. I don't know why I still live here, but I do. Well, I do know why, but you know, it's a great city. I love my city, but yeah, the snow part, I can do without that. I, I'm with you on that one. All right. All right. All right. How about we do one more? Sure. Bout it or doubt it? Hunting. Doubt it. Doubt it. Yeah. Not your thing. I've never done it. I mean, I, let's say if someone invited me out to do, to go hog hunting or something, I probably, uh -huh. I probably would do it, but I've never done it before. Okay. So I, I got to go with that. With yeah. Doubt. Yeah, I'm like you, you know, I've never gone hunting before, but I don't really have a desire to hunt. I tell you, I, you know, and I, nothing against people that do, right? Like the, the deer hunting season, the gun deer hunting season just ended here in Wisconsin. It's usually like a couple, it's like the weekend, it starts the weekend before Thanksgiving and goes um, for a couple weeks afterwards. And it's like tons and tons and tons of people do it here, but I never got into it. I never taught, I was never taught it as a kid. and. You know, just never saw it as something that I thought would be fun to do. Yeah, and, and I know quite a few, quite a few people that actually do hunt. They hunt the deer and they eat it. They store the, they store the meat over, I guess, over the winter or whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's never been my thing. Yeah, no, not really, not really interested in it. But yeah, I can, but I, I, I can't say I would never do it. But uh, I would give it a, a try if somebody did invite. Yeah, oh uh, man, yeah. See, I, and I think I got scarred. I used to work as a, I worked my way through college as a meat cutter's apprentice. And that time of year, every year, and I worked at a place that processed deer too, right? So we'd have all these deer coming in, and man, that was like, oh, that was motivation for higher education for me, right? So, <laughs> so I was just like, okay, yeah, I don't, I do not want. This is not the job I want, and maybe that scarred me too from never wanting to hunt. I think so. I hear you. Yeah. Okay. So when you're making music, William, like, how do you know when a song is ready to be released to the world? Well, number one, I got to be able to vibe with it. Yeah. Okay. That's number one. If I'm feeling it, I may uh, let a few people that are close to me, let them listen to it and, and get their honest feedback on, on it. Mm -hmm. And if, if they're all saying that this is good, this is really good, then 
I would then put it out. Mm-hmm. If I'm getting feedback from some mentors and some folks that I you know that I really respect, I might I may make some tweaks to it to uh, uh, just try to make it make it make it as best as I can make it. But uh, yeah. Yeah, but number number one, most importantly, I got to vibe with it. Yeah. If, I, if I can't vibe with it, then I, I probably won't even put it out. Yeah, yeah. How do you catch that vibe? Like, I've heard some, have some people say, you know what I do? I get in my car and I drive and I just keep listening. I've heard other people say, you know, if I don't hear it in my head in the morning or when I'm going to sleep, I, I, it's, I know it's not ready. What about you? How do you vibe with it? How do you catch your vibe? Yeah, I, I do the car thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm home here in my studio and listening to it, if, if I'm not like, bopping and, and, and bouncing around yeah to it then i know i know it's not right so okay. uh, <laughs> i do listen to it over and over and over just to make sure and like and like you did like you did say if it's not getting into my soul where i'm when i'm repeating it and it's and i'm repeating later on later, later on in the day then i know it's probably not yeah not. that's a great way you put it if it's not getting into my soul i love that because that's true that's true and the song of kirk whalem's great songs into my soul right that's one of my favorite albums, I honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, you know, and that's the cool thing about music, I think, that, you know, music has the power to do that, right? And it's cool to talk to artists like you who, you know, like, you know, one question I ask sometimes is, what are you chasing? Like, right, as you create music. And clearly, you're chasing music that strikes a chord, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the never-ending goal. You got to keep going no matter what. Just have that goal, and, and ch- some, sometimes you, you'll get it, sometimes you'll never get it. But uh, yeah, just just can't stop, never stop. Yeah. So when you're not making music, what are the, some of the things you like to do? I love being with my family, my wife, my daughter. Uh, mm-hmm. I love I love being around my mom. I'm kind of just a laid back kind of guy. Uh, okay. I love I love football. I love basketball. Okay. I'm more into sports. Uh, uh-huh. Not much. I okay. Mean, okay. Or or just working. I do a lot of working, of course. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That's that's pretty much it. All right. Let's talk a little football. Let's talk a little basketball here. All right. All so right. football. Okay. Who are your teams? Well, one team, only team I follow is New York Giants. That's New York it. Giants. Oh, so that's oh, it. so y'all having a year this year too? Uh, they they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. My squad is just the opposite. The Giants beat them this year, and they are looking not good at all this year. The Packers. So oh, really? You're a Packer fan. I'm a Packer fan. Yeah, man. I suffered through the Lynn Dickey years, man, and, uh, you know, the Randy Wright years. And so I'm relishing, you know, the fact that we've been winning a lot over the past couple of decades. But right. but yeah, it's it. This year has been a tr- tough, tough, tough year. You know, what the I think the problem is with the Packers, they're 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 paying Aaron Rodgers a lot of money where they can't really give them a good surrounding surrounding cast yeah that's what i feel you that's usually the case when you have these iconic quarterbacks on your roster yeah just, yeah you're paying those guys so much money and you're they're playing with like maybe you know just, just no household names on the, on the team so yeah 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 that's gonna always gonna be a struggle for yeah. when it comes to that. and i'm probably gonna have to like cover my face when i after i say this around here because packer fans are pretty crazy sometimes but I just kind of wish they'd go ahead and trade him and get everything they can get for him and just just let's just start it over again now. You know, I think Jordan Love has got potential and they still got a few weapons. I think this a couple of these new young receivers they have. If I were pulling the strings, I'd say, okay, let's trade him. Let's get as much as we can get for Aaron Rodgers and let's reset this thing. So. Wow. Yeah, I, I know. I thought I would never hear that from a Packer fan. I know, I know. <laughs> I thought I'd never say it, but it's. It, I think it's that time after this year. All right, so basketball. Who's your team? Pro NBA. Uh, I'm a I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. Okay, okay, um, okay. Been a Bulls fan since early '90s, of course. My so Michael Jordan. Yeah. Aiden, so 
I've been a I've been a fan ever since. I didn't I never did leave. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Um, so I st- I stayed I stayed I saw a lot of bad the baby bull years. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. NBA. I mean, uh, for college, Yukon uh, Huskies. Okay. And that's uh, pretty yeah. much it. Kind of hard to argue with either of those two as O two teams. So I mean, you want to talk about like. I mean, who can argue with Michael Jordan, right? Like you, I mean, yeah. just, I mean, watching somebody be that good for that long of a period of time is a pretty amazing thing, right? And then sure was. UConn, my goodness, um, they just, there's a young lady who goes to a high school near me who's going to be playing for UConn next year, right? And okay. she's like one of the, one of, if not the best, probably basketball player to ever come out of this state. And UConn, the women's programs, man, they just stack them and stack them and stack them every single year. It's amazing to me. They dominate. They've yeah. Been, they, since the mid-90s, they've been dominating. Yeah. Well, you got yeah. some good teams to root for on the basketball side. So can't fault you there. I'm a Bucks fan. I'm a homer, right? So I, my, nice. my guy Giannis, you know. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's always funny because, you know, we're only 90 miles from Chicago. And whenever the Bucks and the Bulls play, Probably a quarter of the arena is people from Chicago, so it's always a good time. So it's always nice. a good time. So yeah. So what's something your fans would be surprised to learn about you, William? Surprised to learn about me? Hmm. That's a great question. Uh huh. <laughs> Maybe that I do love golf, and uh, okay. You know, I like to play golf, and I, uh-huh. you know, I haven't been, out, I haven't played golf in a couple of years, but I do love doing it. When okay. I actually going out. Okay. So, yeah, that's one thing I, I like to do. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Are you, um, when you play, are you pretty accomplished golfer? I'm terrible. Yeah. But uh, it's, yeah. it's fun. It's yeah. fun. It's it's fun to do. I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I do like, I love going to the driving range and beating the crap out of those balls. Yeah. So that's one other one of my favorite things to do. Okay. Okay. Man, I, in the same way, I, I, I enjoy it too. I have, I just started back last summer after about four years of not playing and i'm not very good at it but there's there's a peacefulness about playing golf i find you know there's you get a little competitive thing going on but you get a peacefulness because you're out in nature and getting to enjoy the you know the beauty of what god has made and it's and it but the other thing about it too is like it keeps you wanting to come back because i don't know that you you never perfect it you can never perfect no. it, you know. No. You just try to get incrementally better over time. Yeah, and sometimes golf is really good to you, and then it's and then it's like okay, it humbles you real quick right mm-hmm. after. You can get a great shot, and you're like, oh my god, this is this is this is my day. And yeah, then yeah. The next three holes, you're you're you know you're bo- double bogey. So uh-huh. uh huh. Yeah, but it's, it's 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 the challenge that I love about golf. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's a great game, and I love the fact you can play it for a long, 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 long time. So yes. that's cool. Well, let's listen to a, one more of your songs. How about we take a listen to the song Mainstream?
All right. Everybody, you just heard William Price with his song, Mainstream. So tell us a little bit about that song, William. How did that song come to be? All right. So uh, Mainstream. And uh, this is another fun song to create with. Uh, I will create it with my good, good friend, Mr. Judah Seeley from uh, upstate New York. Yeah. He produced that song. Me and Judah, we've been connected for years. Okay. Uh, I remember when Judah started making music. So we, we were we were we were connected back then, thanks to uh, social media. So we've just been we've been connected ever since. And uh, he's one of my closest friends now. But yeah, that was a fun that was a fun song to create as well. That's probably my my favorite song that I've done. Okay. So oh, cool. That's that, so that's that's really special to me. That one. Yeah. It's a great song. It really is a great song. And uh, we've had Judah on as a guest. And I mean, he's a great artist as well. So you guys are carrying the torch for keeping this music strong and vibrant. So you guys keep doing what you're doing. Yes, sir. So do you remember the first concert you went to see? And if, if so, who was it? Hmm. Well, my, my very first concert was probably like a, probably a uh, gospel concert or something okay. like that. Okay. But uh, uh, maybe Hezekiah Walker or John Key or something uh, like that. Yeah, you those, know? those had to be great shows. Yeah, definitely. John Pekee is probably one of my favorite gospel artists of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, he puts on an amazing show. Yeah, I bet. He's not stingy either. He, he, he'll he sit there. He'll play for two, two, two and a half hours. That's just cool. All of his hits. He does it every time. That's it's awesome. Great. That mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah, you love a show like that, man. When you go and you feel like, oh, yeah, they, they just came with it. They let it all out, you know? Yep. Like, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. That's, that's worth it. That is worth yes. it. You go to yes. some shows sometimes and you get 45 minutes. You're like, hey, 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 come on now. I, I, want, I, came, for the, I came for the whole thing now. Come on. Don't right. stop me, you know? Yeah, yeah. They give you an appetizer. Is there someone that you haven't seen that you're dying to see? Um, well, I've seen all of my favorites. Okay. Well, there's one. I haven't seen Kenny Garrett yet. Okay. Okay. That's one I have. I'd love to see. Yeah, I mean, and he's in New York, so but he doesn't he doesn't play that often, as far as yeah. I can tell. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's probably the, the last one that I haven't seen live. Of, okay. of my favorites. Okay. Yeah, I know we do the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. And I understand it completely, but I'm saddened sometimes when some artists just aren't. Well, I'm not gigging a whole lot these days, and I'm very selective. Like I, I would love to see Earl Klug live again, right? And Earl. Earl is, uh, Earl, you know, he doesn't have to. He can play whatever he wants to play, right? And so he doesn't mm-hmm. gig as much. I did finally get a chance, though, this past summer to see George Benson live, which was great. Wow. I was like, I got I to gotta catch that one. And it was, look, he put on a great show, man. It was, it was well, 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 well worth it. So, Yes, he's still an amazing guitarist. He really he is. is. Yeah, he mm-hmm. really, really is. And you think about his body of work, it's just amazing to think that so you know so much great music came from that one person so given your life's experiences william what advice would you give your 13 year old self about life don't beat yourself up too much mm, mm-hmm. you know sometimes those mistakes they make you better yeah yeah um, so embrace embrace your mistakes don't don't try not to make too many but uh the, the mistakes you do make they're they're not losses they're, they're lessons so. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also just never never give up on yourself yeah that's fantastic advice. I mean, I think that, that you know, you know, we were just talking, um, a friend of mine and I, the other day about that very thing, about how some of the best things that have happened to us were the mistakes that we made because of the lessons we learn from those mistakes. Correct. And I think your other piece of advice is wonderful as well, that notion of you know, don't give up on yourself. It's like, you know, if you want to, you know, the best bet you can place is a bet you place on yourself because 
you have some control over that, right? You can, you know, you can put in more effort. You can think about it in a different way. You can work a little bit harder, but that's great advice. That's fantastic advice. So there are a couple of questions I love to ask all of our guests, and and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Can you tell us your three favorite albums of all time? (laughs) I get that response a lot. Three favorite albums of all time. Well, number one. Wow. Number one, I got to go with Kind of Blue, Miles Davis. Uh-huh. Wow. Number two, this is, Carl, this is so hard. <laughs> Man. Um, number two, I got to go for you, Kirk Whalen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Man. This is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> number three, uh, I'll just say New Beginnings, Gerald Albright. And, oh, and, and okay. There's, there's yeah. so many more I can name. It's, yeah. Yeah. This is that's hard. It is hard. You know, it's funny. And now I'm going to tell you, I have a very selfish reason for asking this question, because invariably what happens is after every every episode that I do, somebody mentions something and I'm like, "Ooh, I want to go and listen to that again. It helps me to rediscover some stuff. Right. Mm Kind of blue is one that, you know, quite a few people have mentioned that, but that's a classic. That's right. That's that's like a yeah, that's got to be on the list for a lot of people for you is is a dynamite one from Kirk. And then New Beginnings is a great one, too. So you, it's all good. And I, and I understand, William, too. Like, you know, these might be the three favorites today. If I talk to you in two weeks, there might be another one added to the list or something like that. I know that's how it is for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> no I, doubt. This weekend, I found myself, like, I, I love all kinds of music. But this weekend, I found myself Bouncing back and forth between Parliament Funkadelic and John Mayer, you know, it's oh, okay. like I'm kind of like all over the place here. But hey, it was it sounded good. It sounded really good. So yeah, yeah, wow. All right, another one for you. You're having a dinner party. You mm-hmm. can invite any three people you want, living or deceased, to your dinner party. Who's coming to your dinner party, and what's on the menu? Hmm. Uh, Barack Obama. All right, he's gonna be there. Uh. Cannonball Adderley. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be there. And woo, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. That's a good party though. That's a good party. <laughs> and on the menu, uh we're gonna have um let's just do like a spaghetti, like a spaghetti dinner or something. Okay, like okay, 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 okay. So some good comfort food, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all right. That's all right. See, and I was uh, so okay. So you tripped me up on that one because you're southern, you're in southern New England, and I thought you were going to throw some seafood out there. Uh, I'm not a big seafood guy. You're not. I, okay. No, no. Okay. Okay. I do like an occasional lobster roll. I can dig, I can go to I can get down with a good lobster roll, but outside of lobster roll or a lobster itself, okay, you, you might catch me eating shrimp every like maybe once or twice a year. Other okay. than that. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, not a big seafood dude. Wow. And see, I, I see I'm just the opposite. I, I could eat seafood any day. Salmon, shrimp, lobster. And in fact, I'm, I'm looking forward to my wife makes chipino, um, which is like a seafood stew in a red sauce. And she usually does that for Christmas Eve. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Very nice. much looking forward to that. Sounds, sounds great. Yeah. Sounds great. So tell us, man, what you got going on with with new music what what can we expect yeah. from you going forward all right well currently i'm working on a an ep that's going to be released in uh in early april okay that's almost finished great and i plan on having a uh a cd release party at the birch jazz fest this year 
Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I'll be out there. Well, I'll be doing a, 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 a CD release party with uh, DJ Al Taylor. Okay, out, out there. Um, so it's like a it's like a, sax, a Saxon DJ type of thing. So I'm um, looking really looking forward to that. And also, I'll be sharing the stage with um, with some great musicians uh, for the, uh, the 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 midnight jam 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 sessions with okay. uh, Gerald Beasley out there. A couple of those. So oh, fantastic! That's gonna be fun. But yeah, working on an EP. Um, and uh, the two songs that you already mentioned, uh, Mainstream and Roll On, they'll both, they will both be on that. Uh, that awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, man, I tell you what, we are looking forward to getting that EP, man. And I'm thinking about going to Burks, actually. So I'm, I will definitely check out that show if I get a chance to make it. We appreciate you taking time to chop it up with us a little bit this afternoon, man. And we wish you continued success. All right. Carl, I appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Absolutely. And, and thank you to all, all of your listeners. Uh, this has been great. And hopefully I'll see you at the Burks. That I'll sounds good. And William, where can our listeners get your music? You can get my music uh, on all of the pretty much main uh, streaming platforms, wherever music is sold or streamed. Or you can find me on my website or at, uh, at uh, williamprincemusic.net. All right, everybody. Make sure you check this young man out. You're going to be hearing a lot more from him in the future. All right. Thank yes, you sir. for listening. William, thank you for being our guest today, man. Thank you, Carl. Once again, I appreciate it. Absolutely. I want to take a moment to thank our original and ongoing sponsor of the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. Laffy Leitner and Good LLG is Milwaukee's premier civil litigation firm with a national reputation for big firm results for its clients. Their relentless commitment to clients in the courtroom is matched only by their authentic and consistent commitment to their Milwaukee home. Thanks, LLG, for supporting Fresh Coast Jazz. And be sure to save the dates for the 2023 Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. August 25th through 26th at the historic Pabst Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Visit www.freshcoastjazz.com for information. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, freshcoastjazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. 